Welcome to this week's Connect Life Word Session, brought to you by Victory in the Word Outreach Toronto. In these Word Sessions, it's all about connecting our lives to the Word of God so that we can live out our faith in really practical ways. Together, we are learning how to stand in truth, triumph over challenges, and thrive in purpose, releasing the sound of victory as we go. Hello family, Dr. Michelle here with you once again for another edition of our Connect Life Word session. So thank you for joining with me. And if you've stumbled on this video, welcome. We take about 15 minutes once a week to connect our lives with the Word of God to receive the wisdom that we need to live a life of victory, live a life above challenges, live a life of peace and deep internal joy, and to live a life that deeply impacts the world around us for the better. That's what this is all about. Now, this is not the only time that we're supposed to be connecting with the Word of God. We should have the Word of God as our food every day that we are alive. But this is a special time where I get to share from my heart, from the Father's heart with you. And as we get started, let me say a prayer of blessing. Father, we thank you today. We thank you so much that even in our moments when we feel that we are alone, we are not alone. As your children, you have given us the promise that you'll never leave us nor forsake us. And Lord, we're banking our lives on that promise. That even when the lights go out and we feel that we're all alone, you are with us. And we thank you that you've put us in a community of believers all around the world who may never even see us or know our names. That you've given us an extended community so we will know truly we are not alone. For every person right now who's feeling that deep, deep uh, sense of loss or despair, God, I pray that they would experience your comfort in a powerful way and that they will know today that they are loved, that they are valued, and they are not alone. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You are not alone. At times it feels that way. At times it seems that way. But God is such a God of community. We have a choice to make, to reach out, to receive that which he has given to us. So that, let that be a reminder to you today that life with Christ is worth it. For the last few weeks, we have been in a series called uh, Kingdom Culture 101, and it is a crash course to help you understand what it looks like, what it feels like, what it sounds like to live in the spiritual kingdom of God as a resident on this earth. Now, Jesus prayed a prayer to the Father, and he says, Lord, I, I do not pray that you will take them out of this world, but that you will keep them, and that he would keep us from the evil one, even as we are on this earth. And so God has brought us into this family. He's brought us into this community of his own. And as we live with him, we learn what it looks like, what it feels like, what it sounds like to be under his authority, his reign, his rule while we live on this earth. Culture shows us how we think, how we feel, what we consider to be important, what our priorities are, what we consider as the norms of behavior and as of thought and of speech. And culture is so important because it shapes, 
it, it shapes the way not only that we see and understand life, but the way we do life. It has a, an influence on our very character and our personality. So if we're going to be children of God, we have to learn the culture of the family of the kingdom to which we belong and embrace it as our own and allow it to shape who we are. We have been looking at what we call the manifesto of the kingdom, you know, how what life is like in the kingdom that comes from Matthew chapter 5. And Jesus is doing the teaching and he is sharing, he's teaching the disciples what kingdom life is really like. And it is so crucial that we understand it because kingdom life is not the same as life in this world. So from verse one, it says, and seeing the multitudes, he went up on a mountain. And when he was seated, his disciples came to him. Then he opened his mouth and taught them saying, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. And verse six is our verse of emphasis for today. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. This is coming from the mouth of Jesus, meaning that it is true. If we hunger and we thirst for righteousness, we will be filled. We will be satisfied. That means that Jesus gives what is needed to satisfy our deepest longing and deepest desires. He gives it. So let's back up for a moment. And we start off once again with blessed, that state of inner peace, inner joy that comes from being right with God. It doesn't come from anything in the world. It comes from God and God alone. That is the state of being he desires for us and that is possible for us in the kingdom. We receive that state of being blessed when we, and we looked at all the different ones so far, and today we are looking at the hungry and the thirsting for righteousness. And he is using that example of hungering and thirsting because let's let's just face it, all of us can ex can relate to that experience of hunger or thirst. We all know what it feels like. He is using that very practical feeling, that practical desire, to, to and then he he places it with righteousness. So the same way we desire to eat or we have that deep passion to eat, that deep desire to drink a, a liquid or to drink water, that is added to righteousness. When we have a deep desire to do that which is right, to live in that right standing with God, when we have that desire for righteousness, he tells us we will be filled, we will be satisfied. Now, when we desire, deeply desire righteousness, to live in a way that pleases God, that honors God, then we become more sensitive to things that God delights in. And the great thing about that is that it also heightens our sensitivity to righteousness in this world, for social justice, to see equity, to see, you know, people's treated right 
we will desire righteousness righteousness and right um, behavior in this world when we have first desired it for ourselves and he is the one that causes that that hunger and that thirst to be born in our lives the more we love him the more we serve him, the more we get to know him the more we'll desire to do that which pleases him because even we have that promise he says if you abide in me and my words abide in you you will have ask anything you want and you will receive it you will receive that which he desires to give because we are abiding with him we are taking time to know his heart and we are taking time to do the things that please him and align us with his purposes for our lives so when we have that deep desire for righteousness first for ourselves and then to see it in this world and in our communities and in our nations the, the scripture gives us that promise that we will be filled we will be satisfied we will receive it from him because first of all he is the king of righteousness he knows what it is that pleases God's heart and he will lead us with his spirit into all truth so that we will actually walk in the ways of righteousness I say it time and time again as a reminder first to myself and then to those whom I, I I teach and I lead that we cannot live this life on our own we cannot even always discern what is good and what is evil without the help of the Holy Spirit why because he is a spirit of truth and also he knows the hidden motivations and the hidden um, intents of our heart. And as we are reminded in the word, God doesn't look at things like how we look at things. Because we see the outward appearance, we see the good deeds, and we see the, the loud noise and the great proclamations. But God sees the heart. He sees the true motives, the true intent. And he is looking for righteousness here first, before all our grandiose works. And so we must know that it is the Holy Spirit who will work within us to will, to desire, and to do that which pleases God. He is cultivating within us a hunger and a thirst for righteousness. And he does it because he knows he will fill it. So in the kingdom, that which we desire, that which we are passionate for, is that which pleases God, that which is right in his eyes, that which is, is according to his will and his purpose. And as we hunger and thirst for it, he will fill us. He will fill us. He will fill us. He will satisfy those longings with himself. And then it's interesting because as he satisfies it, we want more. We want more of him. We want more of uh, that which pleases him. We want more because we get so um, caught up with the joy that comes from his heart. Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. So as you go this week, be reminded that as we allow the hunger and the thirst for that which is righteous, that which pleases God to develop in our hearts, we will be satisfied. And the more we seek him, the more we'll love him. The more we see him, the more we will also be, become transformed into that which we behold. Blessings upon you and your family. May you be strengthened in your journey with Christ and may you know that with God, all things are possible. So come back next week for another uh, statement of, in the Beatitudes as we continue in our 
Crash Course Kingdom Culture 101. We invite you to like the video, to subscribe to our channel, to share the video. Let's get the word out there. Truly, the victory is ours. Dr. Michelle signing out for another week. Blessings.